0: Minus three with Dave Damashev. Hi and hello, sports fans. Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the newest episode here of Minus Three presented by FanDuel. As always, I hope all's well wherever you are here on this side. Summertime has fully arrived, Father's Day. Now in the rear view mirror, hope you had a good one if you're a father or a child. Either way, I hope it went well for you. We have much sports to discuss. What's up with Ben Simmons? Carl Nassib comes out of the closet. Penn State grad, of course. Um, And uh, so many other things to delve into here. Best bets and otherwise. Cousin Sal, Dave Damashek, your two pals on Extra Points, steered you in the right direction on Monday night. Sal told you to take the Astros minus a run and a half, so that came true um, with room to spare. And I told you Braden point would score a goal. That was kind of an easy one. He has now a goal at least in 6 straight games for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was kind of an easy one, and I do expect that the Lightning will vanquish the Islanders to move on to the final. In uh, in that sport, we have 4 teams left standing now in the NBA here to chop it all up with me and in your ears as always, New York's own, Staten Island's favorite son. It's Eddie Spaghetti. And another of our favorite colleagues from Extra Points from, it's always confusing. Is he from Michigan and he went to the Bayou or he's from the Bayou and he went to the University of Michigan? Who gives a good goddamn at this point? Either way, you can listen to him on Lemon Pepper Parlay and Fox Sports Radio with Rob Parker. It's, of course, Martin Weiss. What's the poop with you, fella? Hey,
1: Shaq. Hey,
0: Spaghetts. Thanks for having me. I, for a while, I, for just a split second, I thought you were low energy. And then I realized, no, you're just summertime relaxed, laid back, right?
1: Hey, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, I tried to do the real California gin and juice idea. Laid back with my mind and my money and my money on my mind.
0: I, 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 am not familiar with that reference. No. No, uh, uh, Yeah, no, I do. (laughs) Uh, uh, Now, uh, what's interesting is now that I'm thinking about it, you're kind of, ideal to be doing exactly what we're doing here, which is talking about sports all over Sports America. Now, of course, here on Minus 3, we keep our focus up on the Northeast uh, region of Sports America. But boy, you can speak with uh, with knowledge about the SEC, the uh, the Big Ten with your Michigan days, and now as a USC grad student graduate, Muzzletov, by the way, on that, you're really plugged in all over um, Sports America, eh?
1: Yeah, I'm really just uh, three out of the power five. You know, that's really all I'm missing is uh, the northeast over there and some. Of the, but you know what, though? I'm, I'm getting there. I'll find my way as I progress throughout the 50 great states of this country. But I've lived in pretty much every corner of them. I lived in D.C. for like three months, so not for too long. But that, that's, my, that's my last my uh, last my last frontier.
0: Well, it'll be interesting. You say, D.C., we have, uh, at the time of this recording, upcoming in uh, several hours here, we have one of the great sporting events that involves no actual sport um, coming up here. It's the NBA Draft Lottery, one of the more compelling things. D.C. hoping to land one of those uh, one of those point guards that you watched in the March Madness tournament, like so many others are. Where do you guys come down on that? Eddie Spaghetti, we've had this discussion, but let's refresh it now. I go win... I think NFL draft is the number one non-sporting a sporting event that has not an actual sport in it. That's my number one. But I love the NBA draft lottery as well. And mention speaking of March Madness, mm. I love the selection show. Although it's gotten a little worse in the last few years, to be quite frank. Spaghetti, how say you?
2: I personally hate the NBA draft lottery because as a Knicks fan, it's like all oh, whoa whoa I've whoa what the kind of what the hell's going on
0: over there? What the what, what's what, somebody <laughs> having a rock show? What what are we doing?
2: It's not my apartment. I'm, I'm alone.
0: That's
1: uh, that's my apartment. My neighbors are loud. I'm, I actually we can talk about this in a second. But I complained to my I complained to my leasing office for the first time in my 31 years of life. Been living around people for the last 12 years up up above people, below people, next to people. Complained to my leasing office for the first time in 12 and a half years just last week.
0: You are because officially of, now an old. Complaining about noise makes you an old. Martin, I'm, I regret to inform you. Go ahead, there, spaghetti.
1: I mean, check. You well, know, yeah, what I'm saying. i I record all the time with these microphones and stuff, and everybody picks it up through the window. It's just terrible. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's frustrating. It makes me upset.
2: No, I, I, I feel for you. It's that's painful. Almost as painful as me having to watch as a Knicks fan the NBA draft lottery and the NBA draft. Really, the bright spot of of being a Knicks fan was probably. Drafting Christos Porzingis, who in the moment wasn't even a bright spot. People were booing the pick, and they're saying they shouldn't have went that direction. And then he ended up being pretty good for the time being. I obviously, know how that story ended, where we, you know, he gets injured, we trade him. He had some kind of off the court issues, whatever. And now he's kind of, you know, I, I don't even know if Dallas really believes in him as being the number two to Luka, if Luka stays a Maverick. So yeah, the best sport, non sport, uh, sporting event is by far the NFL draft because the draft itself was fun. You get some massive trades, but also is like as a really, really big college football fan, you're seeing these players play throughout the season, and it's a cool thing to watch them in their college uniform and be like, okay, they're going to be playing on Sundays now for the next 10 to 15 years, and you kind of see their career progress, so I just love college football, so I love the draft, NFL draft aspect of that as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because and that's the even the NBA used to be a little more fun. I'm not a xenophobe. Obviously, the the global sport of professional basketball is great, but in the draft, it's a little unsatisfying when they're drafting a 17 year old from Greece that you don't know who he is and you didn't watch him for the last year for um, playing in March Madness and otherwise. And of course, the same applies to baseball when they're drafting high school kids or uh, in the NHL drafting QMJHL guys you, who you don't know. It's a little more anonymous. Yeah, I think those are probably NBA draft. And I guess, like I say, I don't know if I can knock off Selection um, selection Sunday or whatever it's called. I do think that the best thing would be, as we tried it, we love our sports, but we are here to try to make them just a little bit better for you. That's how we want to leave the sports world. Um, I, I think my idea is gangbusters that in just about every sport, but think about it in NFL terms. If you get the number one seed, you get to choose who you play at the end of wildcard weekend. So if you have the number one seed, you have the bye. You get to sit there with your feet up in wildcard weekend, watch all the action, and then at the end, it cuts to a camera in your home or otherwise. The head coach or the quarterback or whatever gets to announce, we have decided after absorbing everything we just watched these last two days of football, we have, des- we have selected... The New York Giants as our foe. It would make it would make the playoffs even more fun, more engaging. No one outside this locker room believes in us, especially the team that just chose us to play <laughs> next week. It would be it, it would make it even juicier, right? Wouldn't it be the best? I mean, think about that in the NBA because of the first round of the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are slightly unsatisfying some of the time, but not if you pick not if the powerhouse team picks some weak sister and how fired up the weak sister would be to play them. That's a good idea, isn't it, Martin?
1: i would agree with it, especially the idea now if you're gonna have a playing game for like to determine seven, eight, and nine seeds, and yeah, I feel like it's only fair right right because like yeah
0: wouldn't that be good you know
1: they should only be fair uh, but to your point the the best non-sporting event or the best sporting event that didn't have sports I'd ever been to was the Mayweather McGregor World Tour press conference in l a that was electric. <laughs> Definitely felt like somebody won, but there was no keeping score, no referee, no anything. But I challenge your NFL draft. Okay, I get the NFL draft is televised, and you get to see Roger, and he may or not, may or may not have his nice chair there. Uh, but I would challenge you NBA free agency. That, that day, the day of NBA free agency, when when you start to get, we're coming up on the deadline and, you know, about 15 minutes for the deadline, Wode tweets that Kevin Durant is actually going to the Brooklyn Nets and all these different, like, I think that's a pretty good non-sporting event sports day.
0: Oh, boy, I love it. That's a great answer. And in fact, I will say here and now when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I'm bumping off Selection Sunday for March Madness and replacing it with at least one of the free agency periods. Draft day, I mean, uh, trade deadline day is up and down. It's, it's, uh, they're, 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 it, it can be super juicy, but some years it comes and goes with uh, without anything. So you can't put that. I'm with you. I think I go NFL free agency, although you kind of have to go free agency week with the legal tampering period and all of that stuff. But that's a great call that that's what's made the NFL more as much as the draft is important now. Um, to keeping it a 12-month sport. Free agency is what really never lets you off the hook because as soon as the Super Bowls played, then they're going and you're looking at the college kids at the, at the combine. But then right after that, it's free agency. So you never kind of cool down as an NFL fan based on the on the flow of things. Now, NBA fans are, I don't know if specifically from the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania region of, uh, of basketball America, if they've cooled down, if they're still red hot, but a lot of debate. Around one guy, Ben Simmons, and let's start. Uh, let's start with what to do after that, uh, Martin and Spaghetti here. The only thing I, I feel bad. First of all, this thing that I see serious headlines about the process is over. Is this the end of the pro Like, didn't it end five years ago? How long do you get to claim that this is all still part of that that it, it started uh, forty-seven years ago? But the other thing is too. I do feel bad for Doc Rivers and the personnel guys and otherwise, because they're kind of in a tough spot to having to answer questions about Ben Simmons, because literally, we're accustomed to watching action movies, and, you know, the good guys always come through in the end. You know, Han Solo for a data there's a movie called Star Wars that you guys probably haven't seen, but... In the end, there's a, a a rogue guy in there do well named Han Solo. And you don't know, like he takes off. But in the end, he comes through and he, and he helps Luke blow up the Death Star. And it's like, I knew you'd come through, Han. And they're very excited about that. But like in Apocalypse Now, the guy says like, you know, battle of uh, good versus evil, or how about good versus bad? And good does not always win. You know, we're waiting. We're so accustomed to like, Ben Simmons will come through when he has to here. But now, after, after this experience, it seems like the Sixers have declared, yeah, good did not win this time, and we've got to figure out how to move on from this. The problem is this kid is owed millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars now. Who wants that contract, Martin? How say you?
1: Uh, nobody's gonna want the contract just off the top, right? But the the reason, the thing about the process being over, it's more of like the process failed, right? I think that's really what they're saying. The process failed. But one of the things that I found very funny, and I didn't really realize it until maybe about three and a half, four weeks ago. But Joel Embiid has been calling himself the process, right? He's been nicknaming himself the process as if Ben Simmons also wasn't a top pick, right? Like Ben Simmons was also a part of the process. But then when you look at the way Simmons plays, it's understandable why Joel Embiid says, I'm going to take that process moniker and make it all my own. Um, I, I I have never seen... I, I'm not like you, Sheck, right? You Shek, You watch a football game and you say, you know what? I might be, I can throw better than that quarterback. I can run faster than that
0: running back. I could make that. Play. I'm not that guy. I'm not that Only guy. when I'm watching Drew Brees, but go ahead.
1: Even still, watching Drew Brees throw his ducks, I just feel that Drew Brees is going to be more infinitely ability, have more infinite ability to do that than I will. For the first time in my life, again, I complained to my leasing office and saw a professional athlete that I thought I might be better at their sport than them. (laughs) Because when I saw Ben Simmons shooting those free throws, man, I was was like an 82% free throw shooter in high school. Okay? So I was like, I was was a technical Free throw shooter. Now, again, it was high school, and the stakes at West Bloomfield, Michigan, are a lot less than they were in Game 7 in the Philadelphia. However, I mean, damn, dude. I think Simmons has got to go. He's going to get traded because at the end of the day, the number one reason why he's going to get traded, I think overall, it has, like, his shooting in the fourth quarter, or the lack of, is egregious, abysmal, whatever vocab word you want to use but when Joel and b went in that post game there you go when Joel b went in that post game and said the turning point of the game was when we lost when we passed up the dunk and got the free throws when he was talking about that play that simmons didn't dunk the ball that was it right that was over that was that's your divorce moment right you can't come back from that you called her fat one too many times she's leaving you right
2: <laughs> yeah, let me let me jump in on that, too, because I, I totally agree. I think you're uh, right. W- there's, there's, we've seen plenty of players in the NBA who can't shoot free throws, who can't shoot a mid-range shot, who can't shoot three-pointers. I mean, like even star players in the league, some have trouble doing that. And it's funny, also, with the Sixers, they drafted a guy, Markel Fultz. I'm not even sure if he's in the league anymore. Right, that same issue, and his was a mental block. And at first, I didn't think, with Simmons, it was that much of a mental block because he was basically every aspect of what you want in an NBA player. He has the size, so he can defend, he can get to the hoop, he can pass. But like you just said, Martin, when he got when he was literally underneath the rim and he's still looking to pass, it's like, oh, no, this is now definitely a mental block. This is not him. Like he does not believe in his ability whatsoever. He's looking to pass when he's six foot ten and can dunk the ball on top of whoever. And unfortunately, when you have a new guy and uh, and, and Daryl Morey running the, the organization and you have a top piece in the NBA, a top star and Joel Embiid, who's like can go for 40 a night if he needs to, 40 and 20. And he's like throwing his arms up uh, as he's watching that play on unfold, and he says the comments he did, so when Doc Rivers is like, oh yeah, we have a plan in place for him in this offseason, well, the the plan in place is Daryl Morey's hitting every GM cell phone right now and saying, we're going to move him. The only way that I could see Simmons returning, I'm not even sure this is financially like they could even do this, is if they bring in another point guard piece and have Simmons just kind of be I, I I don't know, like a one B option I, I, at the number one guard. Like if they are bringing a Dame Lillard somehow, but I don't know if that could even work out. But I that's the only sliver of a chance I could see him still wearing a 76ers uniform.
0: Well, the you know he he's a high end example, and it's almost disrespectful to him given his uh, his pedigree. But he does kind of fit my uh, my Kurt Rambis Rick Fox paradox, which is that. It it, it doesn't exactly fit the terms of it, but as I say, Rick Fox and Kurt Rambis are useless on a bum team. Um, But if you put them onto a really talented, plug them in with a talented group and you make him one-dimensional or two-dimensional, then he can be the difference for you. Well, listen, that's maybe a little bit strong, but they can be a valuable piece for a championship team. Ben Simmons, if you say, forgive me for, for floating this one, but um, scoring isn't the issue as a, for instance, in, let's say Los Angeles with the Lakers, if you could put Ben Simmons on a team with AD and LeBron at this stage of LeBron's career, I mean, is there a team better than that? I mean, put cobble it all together. I know yeah. the last two months have been destroyed. Have, you know, it's ruined how you perceive all these teams and everything, but plug... Plug Ben Simmons onto the Lakers, and I don't care what other stuff you put around that three. Is there a better trio in the NBA if you could put that one together? I say no.
1: I think so, in Brooklyn. The Brooklyn trio right
0: is better than right now. Um, I, but you know I, what? I love, that. I love that Nets trio. But if you did what I'm proposing here, I like the matchup, actually. Just play them in three-on-three. Three. Who would win that three-on-three three matchup? I think I'll take... The Lakers in that, uh, but in that But the, you, one the thing is, though, four. Shaq.
1: Yeah, but to say the thing is, Shaq, you're playing two on three. That's what happened in Philly. Like, th- everybody, so really Ben Simmons should look a lot like Giannis. They both can't shoot from the outside. But if you look at Giannis, he's to the he's to the rim. He's spinning, and he has limitations on his offensive game, right? If you have a guy willing to take charges, Giannis is, 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 is impact, is diminished, defense is is, min- is diminished immensely, right? But Ben Simmons isn't even being a productive player. He's going out there, you're playing four on five on offense. And I hear you. on defense sure he's a good player but how good on defense are this is not the NFL check he got to play both sides of the ball <laughs> like come on
0: look i'm I, i'm with you and um so it'll be if nothing else a really fascinating one i don't think doc to be honest i i agree with you that you can that you can point to a couple of specific moments that are Ben Simmons specific that free throw it makes a free throw here or there um, and this is not Joe Harris with the Nets. Joe Harris failed the Nets, but how much are you supposed to really take Joe Harris to task here? You know, he makes a bucket or three, yep. and he had some wide open looks, but this isn't, you know, this isn't a tent pole of the franchise for Brooklyn, Joe Harris, that Ben Simmons is. So it'll be interesting to see. How that shakes out this offseason, but let's look ahead. Let's not live life in the rearview mirror any longer than we have to. We now have Clippers, Suns, Hawks, and Bucks. None of the four have ever won a title unless you give the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, the St. Louis Hawks title, which I say fat. Have some dignity, Atlanta. It's been a long, sad run for your city as a sports town. Do not try to embrace what Saint what happened in St. Louis 50 or 60 years ago. Be better than that. Um Who are you rooting for? Who would you most like to see win for the narrative, for the fan base? But more importantly, who do you think is going to win? The Suns um, going into game two, like uh, Spaghetti said, no Kawhi. We know that one. Um, Suns laying four and a half total on that 223. Martin, let's start with you. How's this one go?
1: I like the Suns. I like the Suns to uh, – I'm going to actually uh, put up my video in a little bit, but I like the Suns to win. I'm not going to I'm not gonna do the four and a half. I'm going to do the Suns to win and the same game parlay that with DeAndre Aiden points and rebounds over. Um, but I like the Suns a lot in this matchup because if you look at what the Clippers have done in the past, right, strictly focused on the Clippers, right, down 0-2 to Dallas, what would they do? They went super small, right, and then Dallas – Uh, Dallas kind of countered that going super even bigger with throwing ball out there, okay? They go down 0-2 to Utah. What do they do? They go small. Utah doesn't do anything at all and allows Terrence Mann to score 40-something points just off corner threes where Rudy Gobert is supposed to guard him, right? The difference between Phoenix and both of those two teams that the Clippers have already beat is Phoenix has a lot better wing defenders in general, right? Their whole defense isn't tied upon – well, Dallas doesn't play any defense at all. Utah's defense is tied upon Rudy Gobert, right? And so, Phoenix plays defense as a whole five, where their guards are going to play defense. It's not going to just be a conga line to the basket, and then eight and figure it out. And then also, uh, without Kawhi Leonard, like I don't think I think that you were running into the you know at the end of the day this pass of diminishing returns with Paul George and Reggie Jackson, like Mister Mister June is not like you know. These guys have to come down to earth at some form and fashion. And I don't think Devin Booker is going to be the one to do it because all he's done is 40 all playoffs.
0: Um, Spaghetti, who are you rooting for at least? Now you got the Hawks and Bucks. I'm really sad because Sixers' Bucks would have been juicy. Hawks, listen, good for you, good for your fan base, uh, however many people there actually are. Um, And you mentioned Giannis there, Martin. It is the, the distinction. Giannis is starting to get those comps um to Shaq obviously different style players but they both are limited by in in big spots they really can't attack the rim so in other words you have to get the ball out of their hands I thought Giannis was dynamite in game seven for those limitations he still overcame them and was the reason they won but Chris Middleton finally they figured it out it's weird that coach Bud had to in real time realize what we fans were saying like you got to get the ball out. I know he's I know I know Giannis is the MVP and all that kind of stuff, but remember the Shaq, Kobe Lakers, you must in the big spots get the ball out of your best player's hands because he is limited by his uh, inability to make free throws. Um I guess I take the Bucks going forward here. I'd like to see the Bucks win a title um just because I feel like they've gotten a little bit that their fans have been not process-level bait-and-switched here, but I do feel a little bit bad for Bucks fans because this was supposed to be their year. Maybe it still will be, but it looked like a week ago. Like This is the team that everybody was so excited about for the last three years that they're going to finally get over the hump and they were going to go out with a whimper, but I think they do vanquish the Bucks here starting off tomorrow night. Uh, they're laying seven at home. Total on that one is 226.5 Spaghetti House A.U.
2: Well, in terms of who I'm rooting for, I can tell you I'm definitely not rooting for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, I still hate Trey Young after the Knicks series; like he is the villain. The <laughs> he, uh, so yeah, so yeah, my my ass is still pretty chapped about that. But and, the, and you know what? And with the Bucs, too is in this weird. And maybe we'll get into this later on in the show with like all this crazy player movement in the NBA. But I love and respect what Giannis did. He's like, I'm good. I'm going to stay in Milwaukee. I'm going to stay in this very cold Midwest city. And they built. A, they're well coached. They built a great team with. Really good supporting cast, a lot of depth. Like whether it's it's shooting or it's interior depth, uh, like I really like what they have going on there. And he's like a singular star in a team which we really don't see in the NBA anymore. Like you have a team like the Clippers who should have two stars right now. You could argue that the Suns have a you know I guess a star, star and a half, depending on what you feel about Chris Paul at his age and DeAndre Ayton actually is an emerging star as well. So I kind of like what's going on in Milwaukee. But I think overall, I'd probably root. For the Suns to win, just because they were such a poorly ran organization and they've whiffed on so many draft picks, like whether it's like Alex Land or Dragon Bender or uh, Josh Jackson, even people were crushing them for taking Aiton over Luka. But it's funny now, in retrospect, it probably fits a lot better having Aiden on that team um, with the in terms of the lines. With the, the Bucks laying seven, I, I actually don't like – I like the Bucks to win, not to cover. And same thing with the Suns. I like the Suns to win, not to cover. I think they're going to be two close games. But uh, so, yeah, overall, I guess you know, a Bucks suns final would be nice. Uh, I'd like to see the Suns win. But a, you know what? A back-to-back L.A. title of Lakers, then the Clippers, all the Lakers fans walking around L.A. and having to see, you know, baby brother win one would also be pretty funny. So I'm I'm cool with pretty much anything, but the I do not want to see – uh, Trey Young hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy. I would not like that.
0: You know what's weird, Spaghetti? We realized, you and me, before we started here, Martin is a weird 21st century sports fan, and he's not alone. This is This is what's happening in the sports world right now. And... You know, while GMs in every sport lament Tom Brady team building at the player level and LeBron doing it in Miami. And we've we, we now have seen a number of examples of this happening. Obviously, KD bringing in um, James Harden up to Brooklyn. Um, it's it's funny that Martin has no rooting interest. He just loves the NBA. I think I think that's weird. But martin with that as the backdrop <coughs> lay it lay it on me what northeast team and you can choose any of the four major sports which one would you most like to see win a title here you can make a case ah, hawks fans but are there a ton of hawks fans that's i always will go with who's the longest suffering and the biggest fan base out there you know and, and i kind of i'm with spaghetti the suns they they've been Through it, and from the Chaz Barkley years to now has been a long, long wait, Uh, walk through the literal desert there. Clippers, you know, I don't know. I feel like they have, what, about 270 fans or thereabouts in the Los Angeles area. Everybody else is a Lakers fan. Martin, what would be the most satisfying. Remember, I'm not, I'm no Eagles guy, but at some point it was nice when the Eagles fans finally got their moment a few years ago. Is there a team in the Northeast that deserve, or fan base, I guess I should say, that you'd like to see get it done?
1: Particularly in the Northeast. um, Yeah. It would be the Knicks. I would say it would be the Knicks. You know, those long-suffering, those long-suffering Brooklyn Nets fans, uh, you know, I feel for them. As they as they cry about Kevin Durant's toenail being just a few inches too long. But no, uh, the thing is, so while I've never had a team that I just flat rooted for, I have found different moments in which I like different teams. And so one of these moments I was in college and my crisis in journalism class was like one of the two classes I got an A in an undergrad. I bet a friend, Andrew Catalano, who was from New York. I go over to his apartment to do a class project, and it just so happens to be that this guy named Jeremy Lin is starting his first game for the Knicks because Carmelo was hurt. And I went and watched every Knick game for the next, like, I don't know, the rest of Linsanity, right? Over over at his house, and
0: that's how we became wow, that, friends. That must have been so a I, crazy three days. <laughs> I mean, listen. For, <laughs> like, it went for, 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 for
1: two weeks, for <laughs> two weeks, I was the biggest Knicks fans, you could find, I, I was, I was, I was in my head. I'm taking a subway to Madison square guard. So I would like to see the Knicks do Well, I was happy to see them in the playoffs, but I didn't think, uh, I didn't buy the hype machine this year. I'm, not, I'm such like an old people.
0: curmudgeon. I really am a curmudgeon because I, I, I frown on this, but good for you. You're fluid, you go where the action is, I guess. Some people would call it fluid. I'm not, but that's
1: not but that's not true. I'm not fluid. I'm not fluid and I'm not a front runner. Like if I was a front runner, right, for my age group, then I would have told you that I would have been following LeBron James's every step. And that's just not true for my for my career and my fandom. I wouldn't have been like right now, I tell you who I'm all in on Luka Doncic. Like I was the big I was I love watching Luca play. Now, you want to continue on that stretch. It would have been like you now if he has a LeBron type career. Damn, front runner me, right? Front runner me. But I was just talking, I was telling Spaghetti earlier today how much I love Devin Booker for the last five, six years. And no, everybody was killing him. So I was telling him I would love I love Phoenix.
0: Well, there's some heat on Devin Booker right now where he ranks among the current scores, the next Kobe Bryant. It's a weird comparison. I don't know if Devin Booker, you know, he'll say, oh, I'm flattered to be mentioned in the same in the same word. I don't I don't know that I'd want to be the next anybody. I, I, but Luca, do you think, Martin, because obviously with Donnie Nelson and Rick Carlisle and all the stuff that has happened there in the last week, um Do you think that Luka does in fact get moved or does Mark Cuban hold on to him like grim death, which is the correct answer? That's what you do do when you have a guy like Luka. You do not let him go, even if there is a. And by the way, the next Kobe make like Mark Cuban and uh, Mavs front office, Kobe Bryant wanted and was nearly traded to the Chicago Bulls. People forget about that, and time moves on, and the Lakers nation embraced him, but good, obviously, and they moved past that. So, too, will the Dallas Mavericks fan base so long as they don't do something rash and move Luka because there is no return that is worth giving up a player of that uh, pedigree. However... That wasn't the question I asked Martin. Will he get moved to the New York Knickerbockers or otherwise?
1: Absolutely not. There's no. no there's absolutely no way. I'll tell you this. The one player who I would think about potentially moving, who out of the like the the newest, whatever, I would consider moving Zion because I don't know what and I'm not trying to kill him or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that Zion's a bad player or Zion is not eventually going to be a good or great player. But if you're in New Orleans and he already seems like he's – first of all, his parents are telling him he doesn't want to be there, and that seems to matter to him. That will cause me – that will give me a big cause of concern because, like, you're the millionaire, not your parents. You signed this contract. You're the one who's coming to work every day, right? And if he's going to bolt and run in two years anyway, right – I might as well try to sell high. Now, if I'm Dallas and I got Luka Doncic, who I feel like could probably be the next LeBron, there's absolutely no way I'm moving off of him, right? There's absolutely no way whatsoever. I'm I'm literally taking, I'll, I'll take picks the next, I'll trade everybody to Oklahoma City and get all those first round picks and just tell Luka, listen, bro, just do your Steph thing for this year. This year, just do Steph thing for this year and we'll, and we'll be right back, right? But like, A guy like Luca, you can see where he immediately contributes to winning right here, right now. That team was in the lottery. Now they've been in the playoffs, and he's the addition, right? Like, that's really it.
0: Spaghetti, it's an interesting point, and, you know— you watch the playoffs, brief though they were for Knickerbockers fans this year, the the energy, and I always, I'm a curmudgeon about that. I'm very cynical about, like, it's just different in New York City. Like, get over yourselves, New Yorkers. There, there, there's exciting stuff that happens. Things can be great even if they didn't happen in uh, the palace of MSG. Now, I think that the... The 20th century thing about, like, he's a small market guy and he'd be... Imagine how huge he'd be if he played in New York City and everything else. That ignores the influence of social media. You can be huge anywhere if you're playing in one of the four major sports in North America. Um, But there does seem all of a sudden... It's not like it's 0-2, like, oh Tom Brady's there. oh I could win a title with him. Like, ooh, LeBron's going there. oh I should join up with that bunch because that's a great— This is like—the new- Knickerbockers are not particularly close to being a contender, but it does feel like a lot of people now have circled that as a destination. You hear buzz about Zion going there, maybe Luka going there, Dame Lillard maybe get moved, and if he gets moved, Spaghetti— which one of those guys do you think gets moved and which do you covet the most as a Knickerbockers guy? And do you think one of, do you think the Knickerbockers are in a position before we have before we indulge the conversation about going to New York? Is it plausible that the Knickerbockers capwise and and beyond are in a position to go after one of these superstars?
2: The Knicks will definitely have the cap space to make moves they want to, but I think for once they're finally going to be smart about their offseason, who they uh, you know, send money to. It wouldn't be a regular uh, NBA offseason without the Knicks trying to attach themselves to a to a star player who they will ultimately not get. Uh, I don't think Dame Lillard is that guy. I think if anything, he may go to, to the Lakers. I know him and LeBron are, are quite friendly, and they could use a point guard there. Uh, in terms, if I so basically if it comes, I mean Ben Simmons, I don't know if he's in this conversation, but I mean if he can't sure. shake it in Philadelphia, I mean there's just no way in hell he's going to shake it in, in New York. I, that's that would be a nightmare. So then it comes down to Zion and Luca, and I think right now it's it, you'd be crazy to pick Zion. I know Zion has all the buzz coming in the league, and um, and you know the Knicks they thought they would end up with him, but between his you know his injuries and just his position where he, where he plays, like you know Julius Randle proved that. He may not be a number 1A star, but he did it for this, the duration of the season. Actually, the play of Julius Randle, especially under Tibbs, did really, I think, is really what's going to help players that want to come to New York. They could say, okay, Tibbs is not going to run us into the ground because he has done that before in Chicago and in Minnesota, and he really developed his game, Randall underneath him. So having a guy like Randall, who's basically a star now, a self-made star, if they get a player like Luka, that would – definitely make the Knicks a legitimate contender, especially with Mitchell Robinson coming back healthy. Emmanuel quickly, you know, in year two should be a lot better and he was, you know, pretty good in year one as a rookie, kind of an unheralded guy. So yeah, they would need a player like that. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't, I think ultimately Dallas will figure it out with him. I think New Orleans, same thing with Zion, but uh, we will see player, I think the most likely player to be moved is probably Dane Lillard. He's pretty much given its all in Portland. It's just not going to work out there. Um, or if he doesn't get moved, I think they may try to package CJ McCollum and bring in someone to help him, but he's probably the guy I think Portland is destined to make a move
0: well like I say we try to talk northeast here we've done our best there with the teams that just left the tournament uh, we have our final four now we've made our picks there Milwaukee plus 105 is the favorite to cut down the nets figuratively not literally although I am pushing for NBA champs to start cutting down the nets because it's a cool uh ceremonial thing why don't you do it you're too cool for school um I do, though, agree, I think, Eddie Spaghetti, with you, that Phoenix plus 150 is the better value because you're betting on Milwaukee versus the Hawks. That feels... I Milwaukee is... I, I'm not sure exactly what's owed to, to the confidence that the bookmakers have in the Bucs over the Hawks. I, I kind of like the matchup there and and, and find it more intriguing to, against the Kawhilis Clippers. I'm with Martin on that one. I think Phoenix is the better play at plus 150, Um, because they have a decent chance to, to not only vanquish the Clippers, but, um, Put their feet up and rest a little bit in front of those finals so that's my bet there and i've been telling you tampa was going to sweep as i jump quickly pa- through and past hockey there i told you they were going to take care of the islanders i said they were going to win four straight i apologize i was wrong about that although they did i think eddie spaghetti even you can concede they did look like the better team on monday night in their 8-0 victory i said Braden point would score a goal so he did now i say Take the Lightning to finish off the game, Islanders. I'm just going with the 60-minute line here. Plus 105 is where the value is there on Tuesday night. Bet the Lightning to move on to the final. Spaghetti, how say you?
2: You're not wrong. I mean, the Lightning have been the better team. They are the better team. It's just, you know, the style of play, of the Islanders, like we said, and, and their coaching and just the 200-foot game that every single person plays. And the minute they have goaltending issues, we see what happens. It's 8 nothing. I know there was issues in, a, in a, the previous game, too, where they had to switch out Varlamov with uh, Sorok in there. I still, weirdly, because I, I predicted this series to go 7, I still think the Islanders will come back, win a game by a goal. I know they're still going to get a goal and a half uh, every single game, and I like that. I think they're a team that it, they play every game close, except for obviously last game. So they will force a game seven, and I think ultimately they will lose game seven. I think I'm pretty confident in my prediction now that it'll be a uh, a Vegas Knights Tampa have a Lightning Finals. But, you know, ultimately a tough played series by the Isles, you know, nothing respect for them. They're a team I don't root for, a team I do not like, but like I guess I, I, I could tip my cap to them.
0: Nothing but respect and a hat tip. How about that, Martin Weiss? That's what he thinks about the New York (laughs) Islanders. Um, All right, that's fine. So plus odds for you if you want to take the Islanders and roll with spaghetti there in game six with the Islanders winning on the money line. Um, All right, what else do we want to talk about here? Oh, I want to get into some... Before we do, though, I feel like the other big story or melodrama or whatever it is, Tom Brady... Is on the I forget what that show's called on HBO with LeBron and where they're sitting in the barber shop. What's it called? Whatever it's called, he was on that show. Tom Brady was. Uh, is it called the Barber Shop?
1: The shop? I didn't. I couldn't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. It's called the shop.
0: Why? 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 Why do I know? Why do I know what the show's called? I don't know what name of every show's called in the world. Would I, I have to know the name of it? It's called. It's the show where they're in the barber shop. That's what it's called. Or I'm just saying Chuck- if this was
1: Jeopardy! categories, it would be stupid, stupid oh, you'll answers.
0: Get, you'll get yours in just a second here, Weiss. <laughs> Mind your P's and Q's, but I will start with you. Tom Brady, on that show, he was interested. He was throwing out feelers all over football America for his next home. He was leaving Foxborough. He wanted to land in just the right spot. And there were several finalists, and apparently – I, at the tail end of the process, not the Sixers one, um, he uh, the team told him that they were going to stick with their existing QB, and he said, uh, "You're going to stick with that MF'er." Who was he talking about?
1: The same MF'er that beat him twice in the regular season, Drew Brees.
0: Oh. Now that's an interesting one that I hadn't considered, but isn't he pally with Drew Brees and with Tom Brady really say,
1: they're, they're pals enough, right? They're pals enough. But I tell you this, you think Tom Brady's throwing balls to Drew Brees, daughters and sons running across the end zone line. If they don't win in that playoff game. If he doesn't, if if, that, if, if that's if, if Drew Brees is the one advancing, you think Tom Brady's still out there shaking hands? Not the Tom Brady that I know and have watched way too much of his career, especially in the last four and a half years. Um, yeah, no. No, like no, no. The one
0: the one everybody has floated that I saw as soon as this story broke on Monday, it was all well, he must be talking about Jimmy G. But he's not gonna he's not gonna MF Jimmy G. I don't think. I do think that to your point about would he be playing catcher? with Drew Brees' kids said he lost the game, Tom Brady is people always say, oh, he's the ultimate competitor. What I call that is, that's an asshole. If you grew up with a kid like that, so competitive that when you strike them out in wiffle ball, and we had one of those guys in my neighborhood, he would literally throw the bat down and he would walk home, and it was not a short walk. And my mother would have, I'd say... She would come out and she'd say, where's the? Where's so-and-so? And I'd say, oh, he's walking home. And she'd say, what? And he's like, yeah, I struck him out. He's mad. So he's walking home. And my mother would have to get in the car and go and track down the path he would take to find him. Because, of course, she can't let some, uh, you know, 10-year-old kid be walking down these streets randomly trying to find his home. She'd uh, You know, the, the kid's mom would have been PO'd anyway. I think that's who Tom Brady is. And I get that that's what you want. You know, you don't want Ben Simmons in big spots. You want Tom Brady, who who insists on winning. And that is a, a point of distinction with the with the all-time greats. They got a killer mentality and all that. And we sing songs about it. And it's the stuff of legend. But in any other walk of life, your business or anything, that behavior gets you called an asshole. Only in sports is it smiled upon. Um, that said, he wanted to And to Jimmy be fair, Giga
1: only in sports when you win is it smiled upon. If you're yeah, a loser right, in sports, yeah, right.
0: you're, still, you're still an asshole. You're disruptive. Yeah, you're being disruptive and not helping team building. You're, you're exactly right. Um, but I don't think Tom Brady, he wanted Jimmy G gone, and it can be spun as, well, they have the same agent, and he wanted to do Jimmy G a solid. The bottom line is he didn't want Jimmy G lingering behind him, knowing that uh, Belichick liked Jimmy G as much as he did. Um, so he got traded away. I, I, all that said, Tom Brady's from San Francisco. He's from the area of Joe Montana and everything else. I don't think he... MF Jimmy G and other. And the other big part of this is I was sure he was going to the Chargers based on the football situation, new stadium, be super exciting, make a big splash and in gigantic Los Angeles and the non small factor is great defense and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry i thought that was a pretty good spot for him and then, and and willie McGinnis said repeatedly it's not going to be it's not going to be the chargers it's not going to be the chargers finally brady makes his announcement and willie said i told you so and why because i knew tom didn't want to be on the west coast because he has his kid on the east coast so that makes san francisco a non-starter and it also makes although there is some interesting stuff there around the las vegas raiders but does he really want to go and play with john gruden i have my suspicions that he would want that too and i also don't know that he would love the football situation of being in the same division as patrick mahomes so that throws that one out i think i think drew Brees is is really good i think jacksonville he would have no relationship with gardner Minshew. And if he was sort of looking at things, I, I, I know the, the situation wasn't great is the reason I wouldn't like it. But Gardner Minshew, I could see him Tom Brady being like, that mf'er. Um, you're going to go with that guy over me? I'm trying to offer myself to you. And maybe they had sights set already on Trevor Lawrence and they were committed in that direction. I don't think it's crazy that it could be Sam Darnold. Right. I, I could see him wanting to stay in the division, That it, Tom Brady being of two minds. Get me away from Belichick and the Patriots, and I'll start fresh somewhere else. But also, that, that super competitive kind of thing, I think it, it, he's not going to say into a microphone ever, yes, of course I wanted to stick it to Belichick. Of course I wanted to show him up. But going to the New York Jets and doing it there would have been the ultimate way to do that, right? That kind of makes some sense to me. I was also thinking about Danny Dimes with the Giants, um and that that might make some sense, uh, but I think but see, the Shaq, other the one, thing that, the
1: thing that I feel like you're missing though, and I'm not to cut you off, but the, the, Tom Brady called him an M effort, right? You really taking this M effort over me? So it's a level. It's got to be a level. I feel like it's a level of respect, right? Because because oh, like, Tom Brady's I think not going to talk about. I've, I've, I think if Gardner Minshew is not even. But I'm saying even – but okay, so you got to think also the, the the coach situation, right? What coach is going to turn Tom Brady away for Gardner Minshew, right? And I love Gardner Minshew and his mustache and all this and that. But, like, there's only a certain amount of calls that you're going to say, hey, Tom, we're going to stick with our guy. And that's like a real conversation, right? Because if you're actually on the phone – so that's why I think – that's why I feel like it had to be somebody on the way out The division was prime. with The the NFC South was already there. So that's why I I like Drew. I didn't mean to cut off your last one, though. But I just don't think he's going to be like a Danny Dimes or a Ryan Fitzpatrick because those guys are – he would beat them
0: out. I think that the other one that is interesting is Washington. You're going to stick with Dwayne Haskins? Didn't you see him? Okay, so you blew the pick. That kind of lines up. I think he's more apt to MF – a guy who he doesn't really know very well. I don't think he's going to do about Drew Brees. I don't think he's going to do about his his kind of friend who he hangs out with at the Kentucky Derby, and otherwise, Jimmy G. I don't think th- uh, those aren't the places that I'm looking. I, I I think Washington might make some sense because he is a smart guy and probably does take a lay of the divisional land and say, if I have a good season in Washington, I'll win the division and be a hero. And he could be talking about Dwayne Haskins, or he could be sort of like, you're going to – Alex Smith, I know it would be a bad look if he was doing it about, uh, about Alex Smith, but I could kind of see it being like, you're going to go with Dwayne Haskins and, you know, the, the Washington. I That one isn't crazy either to me. Go
2: ahead. I think – there's no way it's not the the San Francisco 49ers, the team that was just in the Super Bowl, the team that's run by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. The quarterback there was a guy that he had that created all these issues in New England with with Bill Belichick, uh, and and the fact that he's from the Bay Area. I know his mom had some health issues. There is just no way. I'm so confident that it's the 49ers that I would I will literally. If we find this news out eventually, I will cease to watch any Giants games this whole next season if it's not the 49ers that's how confident i am whoa
0: wow. I was just gonna, I, you beat me to i was just gonna say we got to figure out the stakes of this and i don't know that we'll ever get an answer um to the question but it is a fun one to bet on non-monetary bet so you'll watch no giants games if we find out Correct. that it was any Correct. team other than the niners but uh, the, what about the mcginnis factor that i just floated to you that willie said it was never going to be a west coast team he, he brady could have floated on his kid
2: I know that Brady could have floated a lot of things. I don't I'm not sure I'm totally into that. I think he would definitely would have played for his hometown team to be close to his family, his his parents.
0: All right. I think it's juicier if it was one of your team's spaghetti. I would think it would be funny if it was dimes that he was looking to push out. But I, I the Jets one is is kind of the most fun to consider. Although, you know what? You know why it couldn't have been the Jets? Adam Gase. I didn't think that one through exactly. He wouldn't. He's too smart to say yes. I'm going to go. Although he's friends with Peyton Manning, who likes Adam Gase, so maybe Peyton was saying to Brady, like, ah, if nothing else, you can steamroll the guy and do whatever you want, uh, Tom, on offense. So you'll you'll call the shots there, which maybe uh, is what he wanted to do. All right, let's uh, hit the pause button right now because it is the main event time. Where Eddie Spaghetti's concerned, he's been red hot calling out the $5 Dinger Tuesdays, telling you which guy in the bigs is going to hit a home run on this day. FanDuel Sportsbook, it's the place to do it. Risk-free betting, that's right, new users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win and it only gets better from there. Like I say, you got to check out FanDuel's new promo live every Tuesday, $5 Dingers place a $25 plus wager on any player to hit one on Tuesday and get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run hit in the game. The max on that is $25. FanDuel, of course, is the way to do it. Best app in the business, same game parlays are a lot of fun. And uh, Eddie Spaghetti, just for anybody out there who doesn't believe it, who sounds like I'm just shilling for you Lay it on us. Well, who have you called recently that uh, that was successful in hitting a home run on a Tuesday? And then give us your pick for today.
2: I know I've given Judge, and I've. I know there was another Yankee I gave. I might have been DJ LeMay or, or or someone. I think it was LeMay. I mean, there you was. Yeah, it pains me to say this. On the Boston Red Sox, Rafael Devers, look at his stats the last few games as well. He's hit a home run pretty much almost every game, every other game. He's plus 340 to hit a home run. Also, this interesting side note for the Red Sox versus Rays game tonight. uh, Top MLB prospect Wander Franco is making his debut for the Rays. So I don't know if there's odds on him yet, but it would be really, really funny to see him go yard in this game as well. But I like Devers plus 340. Buckle in with those guys. I think they could
0: go yard. Listen, you can, uh, you can be too cool for school. You can get up on Mount Pius and condescend about Spaghetti's picks, or you can win yourself some money. The guy's been hot. Follow his lead. There you go. Well done, Eddie Spaghetti. All right. Let, here's something I wanted to do with you guys now. In a couple of weeks, I don't know when, in the, the next week, two, three, we're breezy summertime here on Minus 3, um, we're going to have a little showdown. You may, if you're a longtime listener, may recall the the uh, legendary game show called Use Your Noodle, where we pit two alleged sports aficionados against one another to see, well, I'll provide the category. Usually it's Eddie Spaghetti who provides the category, and I'm a competitor. Um, instead, we are going to have a competition head-to-head to see who can name more things in a single category Trading one, 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 one until someone can no longer come up with an answer. We're going to do it with our pal from the Adam Carolla show, Bald Brian. And uh, he's a, he alleges himself to be a great baseball uh, trivia guy. And then from CNN, the legal anal- analyst from Philadelphia, Ellie Honig, they've both agreed to go head to head in a mm-hmm. Use Your Noodle competition upcoming. I think that, like I say, the specifics of that one will be baseball-oriented. But I wanted to make sure my game show hosting ability is still there. Eddie Spaghetti, you're a competitor today. Out of nowhere, here we go against Martin Weiss. It's time for Use Your Noodle! All right, you fellas ready here? You heard the rules there, Martin Weiss? I'm going to give you a category. And you guys, you and Eddie Mm -hmm. Spaghetti will trade back and forth until one of you runs out and can no longer answer this one. I don't know how this one's going to go. I was a little underwhelmed, actually, by the names on this uh, on this first list. But Martin Weiss, you're a University of Michigan guy. Eddie Spaghetti, you are a Notre Dame lover like no, none other. Boston U is your alma mater. Has Boston U ever put anybody Correct. in the NFL? They have to. Who do they have from Boston U in the NFL? Nobody? No, nah, they haven't
2: had- they haven't had a team in uh, in quite some time. So Oh, they think,
0: have no so. football team. Well, I guess that what it, right,
2: a, I didn't
1: think they had a football team in general.
2: All right, you you, yeah. got, you guys don't have to rub it in. I mean, it is what it is. That's
0: embarrassing.
2: <laughs> they got rid of it like uh like 10, 15 years or so before or maybe even 20 years before I even attended. So, whatever.
0: The Terriers, right? Boston uh Boston
2: University Terriers, correct. yes. And
0: no football. You're a big sports fan. I guess that allowed you, that liberated you to root for Notre Dame. What Northeast team would you well, like to see win a title? And you can't say one of your own, cuz I'd say Pitt football winning a national championship would be just uh beyond any dream. Would be would be the greatest to see them resurrect that program to that degree and be a real player like they were when I was a little kid. They were they were a perennial player in in top 10. Um, Kind of stuff, and now it's you know lucky if they win if they win more than they lose and go to a a a Jimmy Kimmel level bowl game. By the way, you got to go back and listen to the Jimmy (laughs) Kimmel episode on Extra Points. It was gangbusters. He has a new bowl game. All right, Spaghetti, what's your answer there? Ooh,
2: um, in the Northeast, Steelers.
0: that's nice. That would be cool because a lot I'm, of people hate on the Steelers no, right now, and it'd be cool. So I, no,
2: I, I think I think the easy one because um, I don't think anyone in the nation has any ill will towards them. Maybe besides other AFC East, uh, f- like you know, foes would be the the Buffalo Bills. Um, if my Giants can't win, although I probably won't be able to watch any Giants games if you ever wrong about the Tom Brady stuff, it's by far the the Bills. You know, Allen, the jumping on tables. That it's a it's a great crew. I'm, I'm okay with them winning.
0: I completely agree, although there is a percentage of people that's very mad at Cole Beasley right now, so I wonder if that impacts things. But, uh, yes, you're, that, that's the correct answer, I think. Buffalo Bills, uh, seeing them get to celebrate would be nice for, for that fan base. Now, here we go. Use your noodle, little warm-up, before we have the main event upcoming here on Minus 3 between Bald Brian and Ellie Honig. Today's category is, and Martin, you go first here. You're our guest. University of Michigan and Notre Dame football players who've won a Super Bowl. Go!
2: Oh God, Tom Brady,
0: <laughs> Ding Eddie Spaghetti Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I like how you did that, Jerome Bettis. All right, go ahead, uh, Martin Weiss.
1: I go with uh, I go with Mario Manningham.
2: Ooh. That's a good pull. That's a good pull. Uh, Justin Tuck.
1: I'll go Notre Dame. I can't. I don't, I, don't, I don't. I've been trying to think of Notre Dame names, and I can't. I can't think of of many I, at all. I like um, that you took
0: Manningham. That's the that's the whammy on spaghetti because you took your school, but you took his team, his favorite team, the Giants.
1: Jeez, uh this is embarrassing. Al, what's his name? Uh John Runyon.
0: It's correct. No, John Run John Runyon it, is not correct. He never won a Super Bowl.
2: He never I won a I don't know if won a Super Bowl or not. Uh so I just need to answer I can just give one more and I could yes. uh I mean yes. Joe Montana Joe Montana.
0: Very nice. Eddie Spaghetti is your winner there. Rocky Bly. I literally, there. I
1: don't know why I could not think. I, I was literally in my head. You said USC earlier and it planted USC in my head. i was trying to think, Did Joe Montana actually go to Notre Dame? Did you go to USC and I just have, but it's your fault, Shaq.
0: I'm also, fault. yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, there, there are certainly some, some more out there, but okay, we'll move on from that one. Do you like this game or is it boring to you guys? Be honest, Martin Weiss. I love this game.
2: Oh, I, I, actually, I like this game. I like
1: this. But one thing that we used to do, we used to add a number on it, too. So it'd be like, I can name four. I can name three. And it'd just be a little bit more interesting. But I like your version as well, Shaq.
0: Ooh, I like the Name That Tune version of it, too. But all right, let's stick with this format for right now. Today's question, or or uh, the next uh, the next question for today is, giants and and martin i'm correct in saying that the saints are your favorite pro football team correct
1: yes that'll work
0: i told you too that the saints are going to win the division so congratulations in advance on that um in 2021 on the right arm of Jameis. here we go though the last time they played was 2018 name starters from either team eddie spaghetti you go first
2: um, I'll start with the obvious. So I'll just go, Eli. Okay. I'll go with
1: uh, this is 2018. This is now 2021. So that was three football seasons ago.
0: That's right. This right. Is good, this is good All vamping right. to buy yourself time when they're when this is just starting. This should be very easy right
1: now. Yeah, I will go with. Uh, I think Drew Brees was probably the starting quarterback for New Orleans You're, at the
0: You are correct. You both are on the board here. <laughs> Spaghetti.
2: All right. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr.
0: Correct.
1: And I'll go with 2018.
0: (laughs) Keep repeating. Keep repeating that this (laughs) happened to buy yourself more time.
1: Yeah, it it's makes the, me feel better about it.
0: The, the, yeah, that's what gets
2: the brain
1: working. Yeah. You keep saying the question over me, and over again. I know. It makes Czechs me feel better about work. it. Uh, what do you
2: say? Right. But you, say,
1: wait, you Correct.
2: Uh, on the defensive side of the football, I am going to go
0: 2018. Uh, <laughs> the unnecessary word. You know who was there? If you, ever needed, you know who have- if you ever needed to know whether or not National Football League is a time-buying uh, gambit on the part of the person you're watching on TV, when they're like, in the National Football League, they're just trying to fill a few extra seconds there. Yeah. Um, to, for themselves and Eddie Spaghetti on the defensive side of the football on the gridiron. But go ahead, Spaghetti.
2: I hate this because I'm, uh, I, I feel like I'm going to get this wrong because 2018 is like that fringe of like the, oh, geez. Uh Fringe
0: of what? I'm not going to go. This it is was, your favorite football was, team, Spaghetti.
2: Yeah, but years are weird. I I can name every single years player. are weird. I, that's if, true. If I had if I had <laughs> a pen paper to every single years player, it's like the years of knowing when they were starters. That's what's throwing me off. Um, how was how bad was the only Was uh? Was I mean? Chris do I have to Snee get into clue
0: area here? What's that? What's that? Was Chris, Chris was Chris Snee still playing a guard? I mean, if I answer that question, that's the, I mean want? that's my guess. I want to go
2: Chris Nees. I want to go Chris Snee.
0: I mean, okay, Martin Weiss, this is your round to steal, if you can name just one oh, wow. more. He was gone already. I'm
1: going to go with a current Saint, former Giant, or I think he's a current Saint. I don't know what the off-season strategy is, but he played from last year. Janoris Jenkins was a New York Giant.
0: Janoris Jenkins was in the starting lineup for the New York football Giants. Martin, you win this one. A tepid... Uh, <laughs> day of uh was
1: Eli um, do me a favor I mean, and sure see if do. Eli Apple was as well, because I am pretty sure both of them now play for the Saints and both of them were starters for the New York Giants, or they at least were. on the New York Giants twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, I don't know why uh, Eli Apple. It wasn't one of the starters, but he wasn't yet Alec Ogletree still in there. Eddie Spaghetti that you could have thrown out there. That was the first year yeah, I think for Nate no, I, Solder. I, I, Will Hernandez the, was a rookie that year. Landon
2: Collins Saquon was there. I know. I, I twenty eighteen is a weird year of like I can't remember if it was like the the playoff like the remnants of the play, the twenty sixteen playoff Giants or like this kind of new guard with like the crappy teams and then I don't I don't know.
0: But you didn't get I, Saquon. I, you just drafted him. I know. I know. You were worried I, I, about his injury troubles.
2: I, he doesn't have <laughs> injury troubles.
0: Oh, he doesn't? Oh, that's sure. good news. So he doesn't what, have what, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Years are weird. Also, Martin, you missed Alvin Kamara, Ted Ginn Jr. Michael Thomas felt like an easy one. Taron Armstead um, feels a Max Unger after the trade um for Jimmy Graham was uh, was in there at center. You miss Cam Jordan, feels like a big one to leave off. Sheldon Rankins. Um uh well I'd be honest, I had
1: famous. Cam I had Cam Jordan and Sheldon Rankins in the back. I needed those for ammo. That's why I went offensive lineman with my second pick.
0: Marshawn Lattimore, just, Marcus Williams were there. Pretty good. Can we can we just go
2: back to the Saquon injury thing? Because I want to hear what you think is injury problems. There. <laughs>
0: That he's heard of. He a lot. missed
2: one in season. He's missed one season with a devastating knee injury. Okay. Right. He missed three games only in 2019. And I'll let you know that he had f- almost uh, 1,500 total yards and he had eight touchdowns in 13 <laughs> games. So, what? what is so. I don't get what his injury history is. I don't know.
0: I'm glad you and let me then, know. And
2: that. his first season he played, he, the First, <laughs> I feel like you just weren't aware of his stats. That's the reason I'm just trying to help you.
0: Spaghetti, I'm we only play six. know. I know. I've been arguing against Saquon being on the Giants since the minute that they selected him. So um, I, I I'll concede that I'm a little bit biased a, a, against that draft pick and the wisdom of it. But I the idea that he hasn't been hurt more than what you're suggesting is silly. He that uh, not he missed he, bit, he
2: played every game. He started every game his rookie year. He played 13 out of 13 games. Started 13 out of 13 games. In 2019, he missed three games with whatever minor injury, and then he missed all of last, mostly all of last year. He only played in two. You're misremembering. Due to a, 2019 ECL. A, a,
0: a no, you're misremembering. He he gutted I'm it not, out on the high ankle sprain in 2019. He was terrible. He I'm played, saying. but he was not good. And you know, to his credit, he was still getting out there. How is not but-
2: 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns in 13 games? Is pretty good.
0: All right, that does sound good. But listen, I. I, I do you you're trying to put some stink on me, but I'm not wrong about this. He was hurt. He had a high ankle sprain and was and was um, a uh, a milder version of himself. Thankfully, cool. right at the end of the season, I will say he exploded just in time for the Cool Cats to claim another fantasy championship. That's why I know that because Saquon was on my 2019 Cool Cats championship winning team. So I know exactly what was going on and I stuck with him and I couldn't play Saquon for weeks and weeks on end, but then I plugged him back into the lineup just in time for him to score, I think, two or three touchdowns. Not unlike Alvin Kamara um, did in the uh, title round this past year. Damashek drafts clutch. That's what it's about. Just as uh, it with uh, Father's Day. Weekend in the rearview mirror is clutch when it comes to making babies. Is Damashek the greatest man of all time? No, but when it's time to prove his machismo, his manhood, nobody does it better. Four, I, <laughs> I I've made my, I, I've made my love on a woman, a dozen or, I mean, half dozen or so times in my life, and I have four children to show for it. You know what? That's what Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley are for my fantasy football team, and I thank them. And I say to you, Eddie Spaghetti, fa. And I give the award to Martin Lawrence. I mean, Martin, Martin Lawrence, <laughs> Ma- Martin Weiss, Martin Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Martin Lawrence, Martin Weiss. OK, that's it. So um, what else should we talk about? Are we all done here, fellas? You feel like uh, we've, we've tapped into all the key issues of, uh, of the day?
1: I'll be honest. I could I use so. one more round to use your noodle. But if you don't have anything really?
0: prepared. Oh, I didn't so I didn't clever. feel good about my
1: showing. Well, you I both did not stuck. feel good about my I, I, showing. I want to come out. I want, the third time will be the charm if you have something prepared.
0: All right, here we go. We'll stick with the, with the uh, alma mater theme here, although Notre Dame, I guess, isn't Spaghetti's alma mater, but it's his favorite college um, team. Let's go. The last time, I believe, that Michigan and Notre Dame hooked up in the NCAA March Madness Tournament. Was 2016 in the first round, the East Region? Martin, it's your turn to start us off. Members of the Michigan or Notre Dame basketball men's basketball teams in 2016 that played each other in that NCAA tournament.
1: Duncan Robinson on the board. Duncan Robinson, who famously only came from a D three school. If you watched the finals last year, where did he come from? I don't know the NCAA tournament. <laughs> mm,
0: uh, boy, this is an uh, underwhelming uh, list too. I specifically I made, with Notre I, Dame, I
2: know, I know. I may I was gonna think I know one player Notre Dame. I'm trying to think if I should just steal a Michigan. Uh, I'll just go. Uh, was Bonzi Colson on that team for Notre Dame? He was. All right, that's the only. One yeah,
1: that's the only. That's for, uh, that would be my Notre Dame uh, contribution to this list. Um, Derek Walton was on that team.
0: You're correct, boy. I would be. I would really. This would be. A, I'm realizing now how little I've paid attention to college basketball. When I look at this list, the the names that I would be able to summon here, I would beat you both, but still, this would I would do a poor showing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead there, uh, Spaghetti's. I buy you some. I'm going to lose.
2: I don't. I, I don't really watch college basketball. Um, I know Notre Dame was pretty good that year. Did, was did Michigan have another? They have another NBA guy, right? Didn't they have someone who was was like Trey Burke on that team or Wagner? I don't know. I, ah. I, I, you got Wagner.
1: see. Wagner was on that team. Not Trey Burke. Um, yeah, Trey Burke by that point was had been traded already. I feel like let's see next guy on the list, Zach Irvin.
2: Correct. Well, I'm, don't I'm say done, Trey so Burke. Congrats, Martin. Congrats, Martin. I don't know. Else. I should have done uh, better. That was a Giants. Lo- that was a Giants dead period. So whatever. Give me a break.
1: She <laughs> had to finish it out. Uh, Giants
0: dead period. When was the alive period? <laughs> dead period. About ten years ago, they, they had a good season. Well,
2: now there's a little bit more to be. Uh, to, they came crashing down if the, the Packers lost in the playoffs. But yeah, I, 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 like I said, you make fun of me for saying years are weird, but it's like it's very easily, especially in like a weird like COVID offseason and not not seeing the team play. And it's just like then you you know I don't know you you get them all mixed up. All right.
0: Listen, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy kibitzing with the two of you. I hope the listener has enjoyed it as well. I hope life is treating you and anyone within the sound of my voice a little bit better than uh, life is treating Ben Zobrist, whose wife apparently cheated on him with the family pastor. Um very Sopranos esque Getty Spaghetti. You're right about that. I see your note that Sopra- that it is uh, reminiscent of what happened to Tony Soprano. But of course, Tony Soprano was fictional. A real life professional athlete getting cheated on um, by the with the pastor. I don't know. That that'd be pretty sad. I think. Um, so uh, tough up week there. for guys name Ben. Who am I forgetting? He's a hey, World ben Series Sanders, hero, right? He well, yeah, I know. Now he's got a to tough deal week. With this. Yep, exactly um all right i think we've said it all or close to it so let's cut it off there any picks anybody wants to throw out like i say lightning i also like them to go on to win the cup here plus 110 so i like that as your best value there we gave you our nba picks for games two and one um and uh i think that's just about it eddie spaghetti any final thoughts for us here
2: My final thoughts are I just want to. Well, I I made a uh, statement about not watching the Giants this year, but I actually have to watch one Giants game that I did get tickets to go see them play in the new LA uh, SoFi Stadium versus the Chargers in December. So I paid an arm and a leg, and I will be attending uh, that game to see the Giants. It's like December 12th or 14th or something around there. So they'll probably be clinching the NFC East by then. It'll be fun to watch them beat up on Justin Herbert.
0: And I, you know what, I, we have three months for me to shake myself off of what I believe is going to be your Super Bowl as uh, Sean McVay. Um, I know we're, we're getting very far. In fact, we're getting as far as we can possibly get for in the continental U.S. away from, yeah. uh, from the Northeast with this statement. But I'm feeling L.A. v. L.A. in the L.A. stadium in, uh, in early February 2022 i really think that it's going to be the rams and chargers in that super bowl final thoughts from you martin weiss
1: that sure would be a storybook ending Sheck. but my final thought here i want to go back to tom brady and his mf for comment right i like everyone else was locked in the house for most of last year when the last dance came out and at only being, you know, 31 years old, I did not see Michael Jordan's career in totality. So the last dance was the first viewing for some of these things for me. But one thing that I knew to be true about Michael Jordan, which was confirmed in that in that long, very long documentary, he is an asshole. Point blank, period. And he and you when they, every time they showed him, every time they had, you know, Gary Payton or somebody else or one of his players talk about him, you could tell. There was a different little level of laugh it said, oh, you know, <laughs> Gary Payton had nothing for me as he looks down at the iPad, right? It's a level of respect because he knew that Gary Payton could play, but he also knew that Gary Payton had nothing for him. If it was just a lesser guy, he would have never watched the video. That's why Tom Brady is MFing Drew Brees and not the likes of Sam Darnold because he knows that Drew Brees is first Bell Hall of Famer. He just also knows I wipe the floor with.
0: I don't. I I hear you. It's an interesting thought you float there, but I also think, how many guys do you think Michael Jordan, while he was in the league, or now, even though he's kind of in the league? But I mean, just uh, you know, for friendship purposes, not for transactional ones. Who who likes Michael Jordan now? I feel like Tom Brady at least at the. Charles Barkley. Barkley, that's right. Who is breezy and sort of like, ah, I would have liked to have won a title, but that doesn't define me. And so that kind of lets him off the hook. He's not competitive in that way with him. Although, um, you know, I don't entirely believe that Barkley doesn't care. I think probably 93 haunts him. I I think he concedes that it haunts him. We almost had the Chaz Barkley finals, too. I asked Barkley probably eight years or so ago, if the Sixers played the Suns for the NBA title, who would you root for? And I was, I'm was i proud to say he said, I've never been asked that question before. That's a good one. I think he chose the Sixers ultimately. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I, I hear you. I think Michael Jordan probably didn't and doesn't have a ton of friends. I feel like in, in the league, I think Brady somehow has threaded the needle and is pally with Peyton and Breeze. I bet you he doesn't talk to Ben Roethlisberger a lot on the phone, but I bet the guys who are who did it the right way and all that kind of crap. I bet you he's uh, I bet you he's still chummy with them. I don't think he would MF guys who he respects like that. I hear you. Your point is well taken. I think it's somebody who he in this case doesn't respect because to your earlier point he's an asshole in his own way. I could see it being Derek Carr. Guy who he probably like I'm better than Derek Carr. That mf or over me, please Raiders. Except it just doesn't make sense that he would want to go play for John Gruden in Las Vegas. That's my reasoning. You wiping your tears away? Martin?
1: No nah, man, I'm just I'm just a little tired. My eyes have been watering. I've been awake a long time. <laughs> That's it.
0: Well, we we appreciate Start. you staying awake for an extra what was it? We did about 35 minutes here spaghetti.
2: Like uh, it. An hour, almost hour and a half, but yeah.
0: Jesus Christ! All right, that's more than enough. Drop us, uh, drop us an ear if you will. We always appreciate those who make it all the way through a Gangbusters episode of Minus Three. I think uh, we can all describe what you just listened to as Gangbusters. We'll be back in 48 hours to Kibitz with Kevin Hench to break things down further for you as we move deeper into summertime. Until then, for Martin Rice, who you, Weiss, who you must check out on uh, on Lemon Pepper Parlay and Beyond Fox Sports Radio with Chris Broussard and uh, our guy Rob Parker. Also, Eddie Spaghetti doing all the great work at uh, Extra Points, including the the flagship show, Extra Points. Make sure you're checking it all out and uh, talk to you in 48 hours. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.